and welcome back to the PRSSA podcast. This is Kayla Holly, your guest host for this episode, and you are 2021-2022 Vice President of Professional Development. Joining us for this episode of PR with the Pros is Jamie Fermusa. She is Vice President of Client Strategy and Relations at Tipping Point Communications, a marketing communications agency based in Rochester, New York. Jamie was Tipping Point's first public relations employee, hired following the establishment of the business specialty in 2011. Over the past 10 years, she has played an integral part in its growth and development, helping to build the division from a two-woman operation to a fully staffed department she oversees today. Jamie has been implementing regional and national media relations, crisis communications, and executive communications strategy for nearly two decades. During her tenure with the agency, she has held several leadership roles and designed the Tipping Point Academy, a teaching and listening-focused trainings and workshops program. This unique offering has provided coaching to dozens of clients like the Harlem Globetrotters, Dollywood, Lollipop Farm, Seabreeze, the Strong National Museum of Play, and the Arc of Monroe County. On critical MarCom topics such as proactive and reactive crisis communications, brand messaging, publicity, and spokesperson media training. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, Jamie, to PRSSA PR with the Pros. I'm so excited to have you on today and learn a little bit about your expertise. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's just jump right in. Uh, What area have you grown professionally most since starting? Wow, that's quite the loaded question. Um, But I think what I've really benefited from that tipping point was gracious enough to give me one of my first jobs out of college. So I, I first worked at Red Bull North America before coming to tipping point. Um, and when I moved back home from Atlanta, after that experience, uh, the CEO here, Michelle Ashby, uh, offered me my first real full-time job in communications. And I actually was their first employee in the PR department, which was really exciting to get to start Uh, with a company really working at the ground floor and seeing a company grow and expand and being part of that experience. So for me, that really was a a cherished part of my career. And I still look back on that and feel really fortunate to have been part of something, uh, seeing something grow. It's like growing a a garden of your own. It's it's really a magical experience. So that to me was probably the, the highlight was just being part of this great experience and seeing our company where we are now in a much bigger location with lots more employees and having grown over the past 10 years with the agency in many different roles. That is a huge accomplishment. Would you say that's your biggest accomplishment in your career, or is there another one that tops that? Well, um, I, I feel fortunate to have many, um, many things I would like, I feel quite confident about that um, have been really exceptional learning opportunities for me. Uh, I really think just having the opportunity to try something new. And even though I was really scared to fail when I was asked to step into the director of public relations role uh, several years ago, I at that point had never managed other people before. And, and that was very scary to be jumping right into something because we had someone leave the organization and that role needed to be filled. And just having an organization that really believed in me and had much more faith in my abilities than I did in myself at the time. So I I think just stepping into that role and getting up to speed really quickly and just having the confidence in myself that I could do it if I put my mind to it. And really, I think anyone that has their mindset on achieving a goal, if if you really put your heart and soul into it, you really can achieve anything. And um, 
I was successful in that role and have since um, advanced even well beyond that. So that was certainly a big moment for me was having the opportunity to manage people and manage an entire department, being responsible for business planning and financials and all the things that come along with that. So managing people is a very different job than managing accounts and, and clients. So that experience for me was certainly uh, quite, quite the learning opportunity. Yes, and that's very inspiring to know that you were such an integral part of the uh, public relations team for this company, watching it grow from nothing into the amazing team that it is today. Um, but we know that we grow most uh, when we make mistakes. So what has been one of your biggest mistakes in your career? And what did you do to fix that mistake and learn and grow from it? Yeah, well, I've made lots of mistakes. Anyone that can't own up to making mistakes in their career, um, that's a scary thought to me because uh, I think, like you said, we certainly do learn and grow from every mistake that we make. And if we're not putting ourselves out there with the opportunity to fail, we can never grow and, and learn from that and, and expand in our abilities. So I find lots of, uh, lots of great opportunities in failure. And an area for me, I mean, I'm certainly open to being really frank and honest that even as a vice president of a company, I am not the best at spelling and grammar. It's never been a strong suit of mine, even though I am very passionate and love to write uh, all sorts of things. And I, I love writing. I, I feel that I'm pretty good at it for the most part, but the spelling and grammar piece usually gets me on a regular basis. And over my career, I've certainly made a few stumbles uh, rushing too quickly to get something out the door and not taking the time to have someone prove my work for me has certainly gotten me into some hot water and many different instances. One, uh, my first big mistake in that space was spelling the word broccoli wrong on a print piece that uh, I printed for a client over 2000 pieces and it cost my company a lot of money to have them reprinted uh, at no cost to the client because we, we made that mistake and, and really just having the strength to let my supervisor know that I, hey, I made this error. I'm, I'm seeing that I made this error. This is what I think we should do about it. And just owning up to that and trying really hard to not make the same mistake twice. And that I think as a leader in an organization now, I much, I trust much more folks on my team that put themselves out there, try their best. And when they make mistakes that they have the strength to own up to it and be honest about that. Anyone that tries to blame others or put it off on something else, um, that doesn't make for a good work environment. So I think, you know, over my career, I've certainly had a lot of mistakes in that area, but I, I really think no matter what mistake you make, it's, it's all comes down to owning it and being honest with yourself and with others and just trying to do your best when you can. That's great advice for college students coming out of college, just knowing that we're allowed to make mistakes as long as we own up to them. That's really good to know. Um, I'd really like to get into the nitty gritty of your position and your experience, um, starting with what are some ways that you strengthen your client relationships? There are lots of ways that you can do that. I think um, in our industry, being a, a people person and, and wanting to talk to people and being excited about working with other folks is really important uh, for this, this career. And I strengthen relationships oftentimes by just being a human being, to be honest, and just being open to learning new things from other people and 
knowing that my clients know their business best and I know public relations really well. And together when we unite uh, with a common goal, we can really achieve many things. And just talking to them as if they're, they are a real person, you know, bringing, bringing snacks over to the office, uh, coming by and just asking them how they're doing. What's um, the little things really that make a big difference. And when you have a, a great personal relationship with the people you work with, whether that's your peers or with clients, that really makes all the difference in the world, especially with clients, because they do have the opportunity if they didn't like you and didn't want to work with you, that they could go many other places. So without those strong relationships, we're really putting the business at risk. So um, it's really an important part of my job as the vice president of client strategy and relations to make sure that my team understands how to strengthen, maintain, and build their client relationships so that we can continue to work with those folks and even have the possibility of getting even more business from them down the road. Okay, so we talked a little bit about some soft skills um, and how to keep your clients happy and strengthen those client relationships. So moving into hard skills and your expertise, which is crisis communications, does crisis require more hard skills that you learn in the classroom or soft skills that you learn from firsthand experience? And do you have any examples of a firsthand experience that you've had that taught you how to better deal with future crises? Sure, well, there's lots to unpack there. Crisis communications is certainly a a very advanced skill set for PR pros. So there's a lot lot to it, um, but I would definitely say there's a little bit of both, hard skills and and soft skills that you would learn on the job. We learn in school lots of important things like being able to stick to a schedule and meeting deadlines and working with other people and challenging yourself. So there's lots of skills in that way that are applicable to many things in the professional world, including crisis communications. But everything that I personally learned about crisis communications, I learned on the job. I didn't have any classes where I went to school that were specific to that industry and that field. But it was all about trial, trial by error, because you really sometimes can't predict every type of crisis that might come through for a client. So learning through those experiences and doing a lot of research in the moment and, and looking up best practices was really helpful for me, but also just having a great mentor that is experienced in that field and learning almost through osmosis from, from them and just being in the same room with them as they're doing these things and asking lots of questions when um, they're managing an issue and asking to be part, hey, I would, I know you could write that statement in five minutes, but if we have time, can I, can I try my hand at it? I'd really love to get the experience. And, and that's something that I did in my career. And now I, I oversee that department for, for the agency. And it really was, I learned everything that I know through my company at Tipping Point Communications and my predecessor, who was a great mentor um, and gave me the opportunities to um, to try try my hand at different things. I love that you mentioned your mentor. So I was actually going to ask if you had a mentor, um, maybe can you name one thing that they told you that still sticks with you today? Yeah, well, I am find myself very fortunate because I, I have many different mentors in different parts of my my life. And I had my predecessor at Tipping Point Communications, Barbara Pierce, was a fantastic mentor to me and and taught me pretty much everything I know about about PR. 
Uh, I learned so much from her. I would be really hard pressed to pick just one thing, but I think a couple of the sayings that come to mind would be, um, you can't care more about the client's work than they do, which as someone being very passionate about what I do, it is really, really difficult to not care more about my client's work than they do. And, and sometimes, you know, they PR or communications isn't their only chat task. And it's my only task. And so, of course, it's my number one every day, every minute of my life focus. Uh, but the clients really have to carve out time to focus on it and um, me pushing them hard to get stuff done and to and be upset when things don't go the way I expect them to go or the way that I would recommend that they go. Uh, that's not productive space to live in. So that's sort of been a mantra of mine that I've stuck to uh, throughout throughout the years is, is that uh leading leading with that is to not care more about the work than they do is an important one. And I have another mentor that really resonated with me when she said that you can only bring your best work and best recommendations to the table. And if someone doesn't want to take them, then that's that's their choice. Uh, and again, I think it really is saying a very similar thing. I care a lot. I have very deep passion for this industry and, and the work that I do but I can't force any of my clients to take my recommendations. And that's sort of the challenge with working in the agency world versus uh, being the main communications person at a corporation is that you're there for counsel and strategic advice and you're, the buck doesn't stop with you. It's not your decision at the end of the day, whether something goes a certain way or whether we take a certain path. So being okay with that and understanding that as long as you know that you put your best foot forward and you gave your best recommendation for that project or for that that activity, that that you have to be okay with that in the end. And you can't be upset if someone chooses a different path. Definitely. That is great advice. Um, it can become very easy, I think, to find passion for your clients. I mean, how are you supposed to service their account if you don't have a great passion and love and support of their business? So. Um, I appreciate that reminder and definitely something nice to keep in mind as we move into the world of agency and public relations. So I wanted to move a little bit into something that's very unique to you and it's your APR title. I'd really like to talk a little bit about that. I think as college students, we don't have a ton of education on it unless we are uh, very much committed to PRSA and PRSA and learning more about our professional growth opportunities. Would you mind just speaking a little bit to what value your APR title has added to your career? Certainly. APR has done a lot for my career. I'm very proud to have gotten my APR in 2015. And since then, I think it was only, only three or four years after that where I started sharing, co-chairing the APR committee for my PRSA chapter. And it's been a really lovely experience getting to support others on their journey to accreditation. And I think we've, since I've been co-chair, we've put more than 10 people through that program. And it is a very intensive program. So it certainly is a lot of effort and dedication but at the end of the day, you know, the APR is, is really like getting a master's degree in, in all things communications without having to spend the amount of money that it takes to get, to get a master's degree. And it's really in the field experience. So it's putting into practice things that you've already learned. So I certainly recommend folks have a, a good amount of actual industry experience in the field before they try to tackle their, the APR. 
but there are certainly opportunities for students to get further education through PRSA and, and through the APR sort of realm. I know that they offer a certificate for recent graduates and students, uh, the certificate and principles of public relations that certainly gets you well on your way to understanding all of the elements that go into getting accreditation in public relations. But for me, having taken that, that whole process, which was quite extensive, I think I studied for the exam for about a year. I, I, you have to prep, so you actually have to present to a panel of your peers a portfolio piece on a project that you worked on that you were really responsible for shepherding through from start to finish. Uh, that, that panel determines whether or not you're eligible or, or prepared to take the exam, which is uh, many hundreds of questions, uh, Q&A. It's uh, multiple choice questions on uh, in a testing center. And then you go through and you take that exam and, and then you get your accreditation um, thereafter. I've quite simplified a very extensive and, and complicated process, but um, it was very meaningful to me. And I, I knew even if I didn't pass the exam, I had already learned so much from studying for, for that, learning uh, the right process and all the strategic communications and, and learning a lot more about ethics, which is a, a really important part of uh, being a, a solid communications professional. Learned a lot of these things and that have helped me immensely in my career and being able to put together a strategic communications plan with thoughtful goals, objectives, and tactics is pretty much the foundation of any communication professional's role in their job, no matter if you're working in a corporate office or at an agency, understanding those things is, is critical to being successful in your career. Another thing you mentioned is how important ethics is. And I know that you have a special interest in ethics. So I was wondering how Tipping Point Communication specifically incorporates some ethical practices in their work for their clients? Sure, yeah, I mean, ethics is everything. Um, to me, it's one of the most important things a communicator can really focus their energy on. I think ethics is something that's, at the end of the day, it's it's in everything that we do, whether we really register or recognize it or not. And it's, given that our industry is really a little bit ambiguous, there's not really, um, a right or a wrong answer to a lot of the solutions that we present to clients. It's like our best guess or our best recommendation, what we think, because it's a lot of theoretical strategy that we're putting into things and a lot of uh, how we've used our past experiences to influence what we think someone should do in the current climate. So having a good sense for our personal ethical boundaries, our society's ethical boundaries, that of our clients, um, and making sure that we toe the line and be sensitive to all of those different things is is just an enormous responsibility that can't be taken lightly. And it really is top of mind for me and every recommendation I, I give to a client. We certainly don't want to be selling things in an unethical business practices. I don't work with clients who want to do things that I would deem unethical. We try to make sure that we don't work with clients of the same specific target audience within the same demographic area, within the same industry, because if we had the same one person working on both of those accounts, that could muddy the waters a little bit and we wouldn't be giving as sound strategic advice to one or the other because they would be conflicting in that way. Um, and they wouldn't be giving them unique strategic counsel to that client because they would be aware of other things going on with a competitor. So things like that that are really important to keep in mind, especially when you work at an agency and you have a number of different clients to keep in mind. And it's just a really important 
um, thing, which is why I think that it's it's very prevalent in all PRSA chapters. There's an ethics chair in most chapters. Ethics is about 10% of the APR exam. So it's, it's an important principle that I think PRSA and other institutions have really registered as, as being uh, a top priority to make sure that as we teach new folks and advance people in the industry that they understand and have top of mind as well when they're out there in their careers um, giving advice to clients. Again, thank you so much for that advice. Um, you're definitely naming a lot of skills and attributes that are required or expected of college students and recent grads and just generally um, communicators in the industry. So I would like to ask you um, for us students, what are some skills and attributes that you haven't mentioned already that you look for when you're hiring a recent graduate? Absolutely. There are lots of things I look for, but really it, it comes down to attitude. If I can't feel someone's passion and excitement for the industry and for the work that they're about to do, it's really hard to get excited about that person being part of the team. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that folks that are that are getting a career or getting a, an education in public relations or communications is really passionate about that work and should know and be thinking about how they're going to translate that internal passion they have into their vocabulary when they're talking with potential employers that they might be working with. That's a big thing that I always look for is that that positive attitude means everything both, you know, and how they're, that's going to represent to me how they're going to work with their colleagues in the office space, how they're going to present themselves with clients. That's another important thing. And so presence in, in the tone and, and how you talk, but also in, in the way you present yourself physically. And so that's like leaning in into conversations, not, you know, crossing your arms or having your hands on your face when it's a Zoom interview. Um, there's lots of physical attributes that go into that, that express your excitement and passion and, and energy level that is exactly the way you are in an interview is how someone is going to expect you would be working in that work environment. So it's really important to be thinking about those things when you go into an interview is to bring that energy to the table in, in many different facets. That's really, to me, the number one thing I look for is that passion and that energy. There's a lots of different skill sets I look for, and it really could be dependent on the type of job that we're hiring. So it, there isn't one specific thing in, in terms of a hard skill. I think one thing, and again, I mentioned this earlier, Kayla, and I, I struggle with it myself, but you know, being really good at either having quality writing skills or and or um, being good at at spelling and proofing and grammar, if you are not personally good at those things, knowing what tools you have as a resource to ensure that anything you put out, um, that you're able to check them yourself and have some resources to make sure that um, even if you struggle in those areas that you can present quality work that is representative of how you feel about, about the organization that you're writing about. Thank you so much, Jamie. I know that we're all gonna appreciate that going into uh, interviews, writing the resume, writing the cover letter, looking into agencies we're interested in, um, definitely just keeping those things top of mind and how we present ourselves is very important. So thank you for touching on those and for giving us that advice as uh, you are one of the ones that hires for your company. Um, so obviously you're one of the best people to talk to about this topic. To wrap this part of the podcast up, I was wondering if you have any further advice or uh, want to touch on any other topics that I have not previously mentioned before moving into our fun outro that we have planned. Sure. 
you know, it, that's a tough one. I, I could literally talk about PR all day, every day, but I think what's so great about what you're doing with this podcast is it's giving students an opportunity to, to learn something new and uh, to get a dip their toe a little bit into the industry and, and hear from folks that are, that have been in the industry for a while. And really just anyone that's taken the time to listen to this or to participate actively in PRSSA and in other ways that speaks volumes to a hiring manager that you, you know, are, are trying really hard to educate yourself on the industry and be part of the culture so just really talking about those things, participating actively, sitting on committees, any volunteering, anything you can do that, that highlights that passion for the, the in industry as a whole really goes a long way when you're looking to apply for jobs. So even just taking this one step to, to listen to this um, means a lot to those that are, that are in the industry, trying their hardest to, to set other folks up for success as we teach, teach the future generation of uh, practitioners. I agree. Uh, PRSSA and PRSA have definitely created quite a bit of opportunities for us students to learn um, going into the industry, what we like and what we should know about, what skills we should have. And they just create a lot of opportunities for us to learn and grow. So thank you so much, Jamie. I'd really like to move into our fun little outro. I would just like to know a few things about you. So what are you currently listening to? Oh, fun stuff. Uh, that's a great question. You know, I, I think I, I had mentioned this to you before when you were in my office um, not too long ago, but for me, I would love to listen to more podcasts. I have a very, very short commute and my drive to work is only a couple minutes every day, which I feel very fortunate about. So um, I don't typically have a lot of time to listen to podcasts um, in my day to day. Uh, but I just in a general sense for fun and to decompress, I really love to just listen to music. So for me, what I'm listening to isn't necessarily anything learning wise, but I'm a huge fan of, of like Frank Sinatra. It's my calming Zen music is to put on Frank Sinatra live at the Sands. Highly recommend a great album, live album. One of the best singers of all time, in my personal opinion, but to me, that's how I zen out and relax after a long day of work and looking at my computer all day. I love that. Um, I know that this may be quite a long list, but what are you reading currently? Yeah, well, since I look at words all day, Kayla, I, uh, I try really hard not to read anything outside of work except for fun things that make me happy. And so I, I really enjoy fantasy books. Um, something in my spare time that I, I love to read just to, um, again, to turn, turn the, the wheels off a little bit. So uh, there's a lot of, of things that you got to juggle and keep in the air when you're running a business or running a department or really just managing a lot of clients. So it's, sometimes it's nice to, to read things that aren't related to work. But I will say one recent book I read that was more aligned with work that I really loved and, and highly recommend, you know, a great leadership book for me was, um, it's called Turn the Ship Around by David Marquette. And it's a really fantastic read and a really cool story about a, uh, about a submarine captain. So I, I really found that to be a really fantastic read. That's perfect. Thank you. Uh, what are you watching currently? I love television. <laughs> So really just anything mindless is always really fun to, to watch. Um, I've been watching this really cool series on Netflix called The Startup. 
and it's really neat because there's some PR elements to it as well and how they're marketing different businesses. And I love to critique how other folks, um, especially when they're pretending to be publicists on TV, how, how Hollywood thinks um, we work and what it's like to be a publicist, which is not oftentimes accurate <laughs> depiction of our work, but I find that to be a really fun program. What is a favorite quote or phrase that you live by? Sure. My favorite quote that I have really had top of mind for me my entire career is by ASAP Rock. I know most folks are familiar with ASAP Rocky, but this is a totally different um, rap group. But it's uh, ASAP Rock, and they say in one of their songs, you can dream a little dream or you can live a little dream. I'd rather live it because dreamers always chase but never get it. And I think um, for anyone that's looking to advance themselves and that's a really good quote to live by. Don't be thinking about what you want to do. Get out there and do it. What is your go-to drink order at a cafe? Anything that has an immense amount of espresso in it. <laughs> agreed. Very much agreed. <laughs> Why do you love public relations? What is there not to love? I, uh, you know, my... When I was doing interviews, when I was a young student, I would always tell people that were interviewing me that, you know, what I love most about PR and public relations is that it's not a nine to five job. And I found that very intriguing because I don't want, I didn't want to sit at a desk all day and just crunch numbers or look at the same things. Every day in PR is something new and different and exciting. You get to learn so much about so many different industries because you have to write about them. And you get to work weird hours, which some days it's nice to work a nine to five, but you know, you've got a morning show you get to go to, um, there's a weekend press conference, maybe there's an, an evening social event. So there's just so much to do, learn and see. And I, I just love that because I am not, uh, I'm not a nine to fiver. And I like that PR in many cases is kind of aligns with, with that energy that I have. I need to be out and doing things all the time, every minute of the day. And um, that to me is just exciting. I get to learn a lot of cool things. I get to do a lot of different things at different times of day. I get to go be out and about talking to people and just continuing to learn my craft and, and honing my skills. And, and so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to love about what we do. There's so many different things you could do with a, a career in PR. And, um, and so that, that's another thing I recommend to folks is starting your career out in an agency is a really good option because you get to learn about a lot of different types of PR and communications and really get to experience different things that help you determine what areas of PR are you really interested in? What, where do you want to hone your skills and, and really sp start specializing in stuff? And that's hard to do that unless you get exposed to a lot of different types of communications. So you've talked a little bit about, well, a lot of it about why you love public relations, um, but what is your favorite part of your job and why? Man, um, in my current role, my favorite thing is just helping other folks learn the skills that I was so fortunate enough to have a great mentor to, to teach me and to be there to guide me along my career journey. And I feel really blessed to have that opportunity to teach others and put my skills not only into action for my accounts, but to teach others and really help them build their careers and to teach then hopefully they'll, they'll continue it on, right? Uh, they'll pass that on and teach it to other people and just seeing people put things into work, into action that I, that I taught them or help them with and get excited about the work and, and see something come to life. That's really an amazing part of, of what I get to do every day is to help my team 
move roadblocks out of their way and be as successful as they can be in their career and learn new things and new skills and keep advancing. Well, I definitely appreciate having you as a mentor in my life, and I really appreciate you coming on to the PR with a Post podcast today and uh, teaching us a little bit about what you have spent years learning and giving us so much um, awesome advice about what to consider going into our careers, coming up on graduation, um, and some different resources that we can take advantage of to continue learning and growing. So thank you, Jamie, so, so much again for coming on today. You are very welcome. It was a pleasure. And I, I can't wait to see what all of your listeners do with their careers and get out there and, and don't dream about it, be about it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of PR with the Pros with Jamie from USA. You can find a list of some of the resources that Jamie mentioned in the episode description. Let us know what you enjoyed most from this episode by tagging us at PRSSA National on Twitter and Instagram, or you can mention us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Stay tuned for another episode next month.